Welcome to The Redesign, the very serious podcast in which we create the ultimate versions of everyday things. I'm Tom. Microphone upgrade! I'm Eric. So, uh, picking up from the last episode, how did we do with Watch 2.0? Uh, well, I mean, I'm wearing mine right now. It's it's tightly cradling all of my flesh extremely well, I would say. Uh, and my watch 2.0 homunculus has reminded me that I should uh, get outside for a walk after this recording. Uh, and it also added an event to my calendar called the reaping, <laughs> which is which is kind of weird. <laughs> oh anyway, uh, that's I mean, it's par for the course. Version 1.0 or 2.0, I guess. 2.0, 1.0, 2.0.1. Sort of a, an open alpha. Let's get right into it. Um, the first project we tackled was really all about mobility and transportation. Uh, as you may remember, we sort of blew the doors open on, on that concept with Motorcycle 2.0. Of course. But that was uh, all about motorized transportation, obviously, um, not self-powered transportation. Mm. And uh, so our, our focus group and like our stakeholders had a ton of great ideas that they wanted to see explored in that uh, area. And so today our, our undertaking is going to be to invent the future of, of uh, body power transportation in the form of rollerblades 2.0. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a big ask. But I think we're up to the challenge. <laughs> so right off the bat, well, okay, let, let's uh, let's just begin. No, I mean, if you've if you've got an idea, let's run with it. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's fair to consider um, roller rollerblades as rollerblades 1.0 because they really are roller skates 2.0. So really, what we're we're kind of doing is roller skates 3.0. I don't want to confuse our target market. Um, <laughs> rollerblades have a certain uh, aesthetic to them that I think roller skates feel a bit more older and tired. And obviously, that's not the direction we want to go. Right. So, so you're saying we need to get our priorities in line, if you will. The the commonality here across roller skates, roller rollerblades, and uh, rollerblades 2.0, I think, is how they attach to the feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, right now it's it's a sort of built-in boot or shoe type uh, system that you that is attached to the wheels themselves. Yeah, that that doesn't seem very optimized to me. In that everybody already has uh, shoes or boots. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think I mean there's something to be said for more of a a uh, modular. Yeah, like a like a ski binding kind of system where it snaps onto a shoe that already exists. Oh, hey, hey! Now you're talking. You're, we're really getting to the soul of the product. Quite, but I think I mean the problem with that is that it the those are designed to snap off um, under a certain amount of duress uh, for safety, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I sure. think yeah. the 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 amount of um, sort of lateral stress or torque that might be applied to a roller blade is is maybe a bit higher than might mm -hmm. be applied to a ski so i think we need maybe a different approach plus like you know if it, the breakaway concept um works really well when the the thing that you fall into isn't is like nice and soft and cushy 
that'll you know like it's okay to fall where it's it's a little bit less okay to fall uh on like pavement or concrete or or what have you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what what surfaces do people normally rollerblade on like a um, sand i guess well let's let's uh, let's put a i mean definitely there the sky's the limit when it comes to rollerblades i think we need true. to come back to that um true and and the safety aspect obviously super important but i'm i'm thinking um if you've seen uh, recent advances just in shoe technology that I think we can leverage. They've they have actually uh, invented power lacing. Oh yeah, yeah. That was wasn't that in response to to the the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life imitates art, as art imitates life. Indeed. So I'm thinking like some kind of um, platform almost that you would step into with your normal everyday shoes, and it would sort of self cinch. Uh, onto your foot and and you're ready to start skating oh man that's the that would be good like uh i'm thinking back to our um somewhat creepy watch episode um where it would it would almost be like we could leverage some of that technology and have it kind of um, have a thing that you like an ankle watch <laughs> that mm-hmm. you wear on your on, on around your ankle and then you you hit a, a button or something or i mean it's 2017 you give a voice command and it just unfurls around your your shoe Mm. so i mean i think i think we should definitely think about how to use uh the the technology that we developed with watch 2.0 where where i have a problem with that is the idea of storing sort of the wheel assembly inside your ankle watch yes it would be really difficult Um, but I think, I think there's something to be said for that sort of a self, uh, configuring attachment to your everyday foot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, like, um, just thinking back to ideas we've had in the past, um, like have, having a, we we already talked about a bit of a deployment mechanism, um, with the, the motorcycle. Um, whereas like it would be, uh, a regular motorcycle wheel and then it would kind of like twist or or turn in a certain way to become a uh, a water vehicle so maybe it's this in reverse where it's like a stowaway kind of folded option um versus the like deployed state when Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so i think um you've brought up a, a good point that maybe directly uh ties to that in that typically rollerblades 1.0 are are kind of limited to uh pavement or concrete um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or, or roller rinks, I guess. Um, but I think there's, there's definitely an opportunity f- to explore other surfaces with rollerblades 2.0, be it sand or, uh, non-paved surfaces in general. Um, dare we think of, of water even? I mean, obviously we've explored, we've explored, uh, entering an aqueous domain previously. <laughs> yes. This would be uh, this would be intense though. It would have like seriously biblical uh, uh, overtones. Yeah, I'm. I think the problem, um, we, you know, we'll we'll have to really rack our brains on this one because we cannot. Uh, well, you know, maybe that's a challenge for us. I was going to say we can't enclose yeah. someone's foot in a rotating globe. Yeah, not not with that attitude. Seriously, seriously, like, come on. <laughs> uh, but maybe we can. I mean, maybe who's to can. say? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, maybe maybe what we need to think about, and I think the path we've already started on, is, in fact, uh, thinking about wheel alternatives. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, the, the, the clear wheel alternative is... Okay, we, we've had two so far. We've, um, with for the motorcycle, we um, came up with the sphere. Um, for oven 2.0, we came up with tank treads, which still, like, very viable solution in this uh, circumstance. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's just, like, park on that for a second. Like, uh, the... If we went with tank treads, would it be one tread per foot or each foot having two treads? I guess this is the quintessential um, roller skate versus roller blade uh, dichotomy where like a roller skate is like each foot is like a little car. Um, But whereas the roller blade is like uh, we have two feet. So why do we need like, you know, two pairs of, you know, stabilizing whatever? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, so if we're, if we're upgrading the roller blade, uh, it seems, seems to follow that, um, it would be one tread per foot. And then you could like, <clears throat> if they were motorized, which they should be, um, you would just kind of control them with little joysticks on, on each hand. So you would have them like in each hand and, and one, you push them both forward and which is the best thing about tank treads as we've, we've gone over before. Mm-hmm. It's 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 interesting you should say that uh, specifically motorized because I think you know we started off with the idea of uh, human powered transport and um, you know I don't necessarily want to completely subvert the idea that that humans can move about under their own uh, power mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I think I think maybe what we what we want to get to is is assisted motion. Like if you're trying to get up a big hill, uh, uh, rather than just you know strapping essentially very small motorcycle 2.0s to your feet, <laughs> which I mean, hey, that's an avenue. That, I mean, that I think that's see. definitely a product uh, by itself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and cer- certainly an avenue we should we should explore and take to market. I think there's a lot to be said for that, but I think this is maybe a, a for sure a, a different animal, um, and. Uh, so I, I just want to put this on the table in terms of wheel alternatives. Um, and I know one of the things that, that we like to do on this show is think about how to have a bit of recursion uh, in our products. It's my favorite thing. And so with that said, I'm thinking about the, you know, the, the 1.0 of locomotion itself, if you will, which is, you know, the, the, the leg and the foot. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> I'm wondering if there's a if if the direction that we we might want to explore is on the bottom of this platform that that attaches to your foot is in fact a uh, a number of smaller legs and feet, <laughs> which then allow you to tackle basically any surface you might want to move over. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the image that immediately popped into my head uh once i finally you know kind of clicked as to what you were talking about is um basically like a a a tree fractal Mm -hmm. an infinite series of um like uh one foot so it's it's a binary tree so it'll be like your foot and then out of your foot is or out of your leg is like two legs and out of those legs is two more legs and then out of those is two more legs. So, um, I mean, obviously we don't have infinite um, material to build these with, but we could iterate pretty far and, and come up with like maybe two to the 
I don't know, two to the eight, to the to the five legs, mm-hmm. um, two to the six, seven. How 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 high does that get us? The, I mean, the material aspect is like, um, sure, we're making more legs, but each one is like kind of half the size of the previous one. It's kind of like uh, Zeno's paradox of of material um, amount, material quantity. So it's like as we 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 get closer, we we go like you know, half the size, but double the number of things. So, um, I, I think there's, there's something there in the, the manufacturing process. Um, what that would eventually look like, uh, if we go, you know, a certain number of iterations is basically you're just kind of walking on two kind of clouds of legs, um, like a, like a spongy material made out of microscopic feet. Yeah. I mean, I think the, which the... I mean, probably good for traction. Really good for traction, uh, sort of on a molecular uh, van der Waals mm-hmm. force kind of level. Well, it'd be like like a stampede under your feet. But I'm thinking the ride would actually be very smooth as well, as oh, you're sort of, yeah. you know, uh, blading over literally whatever. Uh, yeah. All of those sort of uh, bifurcated tiny legs and tiny feet would really smooth out uh, imperfections in the surface, and I think that's important. This needs to be a a superior experience for sure. uh, than ordinary rollerblades yeah like i mean you're um you're you're benefiting you're the beneficiary of you know thousands if not millions of uh legs worth of shock absorption exactly yeah that's that's uh, that's totally totally makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. so i think um the the next part that uh, unfortunately is not always addressed when, when people are thinking about, uh, you know, sport and, and transportation, which I think this falls into both of those categories is the idea of, uh, safety. And I mean, you know, to be sure we have safety equipment for, uh, rollerblading 1.0, mm-hmm. uh, but people don't always wear it. It's a bit bulky. It's, it's uncomfortable. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, what what could we build into this platform or into the the, the into the system of Rollerblades 2.0 mm-hmm. that uh, just makes safety more of an automatic, uh, uh, you know, it makes it more automatic for yeah, the yeah. for the users of Rollerblades 2.0. Well, uh, the the cool like thing that is real um, is those you've seen those like collar bike helmets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are cool. Um, I don't know how, like, uh, presumably they're effective because, or maybe they haven't, have you seen one in, in the wild? Like, no, don't... but I, 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 it's a thing that exists for yeah, sure. Yeah. For, for, I guess for those who haven't heard of them, um, it's, it's a collar that you wear. It looks like a fashionable scarf. It's a little, a little weird looking, but you can kind of, I mean, if you're, if you're cool enough, you could probably pull it off. Um, but then, but what it actually is, is it's an airbag that um, deploys based on an accelerometer inside. So if it detects you falling or detects some sudden um, jerk in a certain direction, um, it'll just like un, like unfurl around your head, protecting it with a cushion of air, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool. Uh, that is an an option. I mean, something that we could totally uh, build into Watch Two Point um, mm-hmm. as because it's already enveloping you, so um, it could be a shell uh, that kind of expands uh, when it senses that you're falling down. 
Um, like, I mean, one, one thing that I was thinking, uh, Cause like what the main thing that you use to brace yourself as you're falling um, is your your arms, and mm-hmm. so you just kind of like put your arms out. Um, we could take the idea of the um, iterative infinite legs uh, and apply them to gloves as a safety method. Um, so you could wear these gloves and these things, and they would your um, rollerblades 2.0 would have like uh, like a million feet. Um, and the same things that make that good for shock absorption and a comfy ride could also be used in a, in a safety aspect. Um, so if you're, if you're falling down, you put your arms out and then, um, these like hundreds or millions of little, little arms and hands come out and, um, they like soften your, your fall. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you wanted to, you could, you could go like four, four wheel drive, kind of like if you really needed to climb up a mountain or something or you, you go rock climbing you have you have four limbs worth of infinite limbs this i think this this ties back to the idea of of possibly rollerblading on water as well oh yeah um in that we could also fit many uh tiny uh flippers to the infinite yes. number of feet um which would obviously allow for a uh, uh, an aquatic locomotion, which I, I think is very exciting. Yeah, I mean, we don't necessarily need to specialize. Like, I mean, humans can can swim without, like, our hands and feet are sufficient for swimming. Um, so we we don't even potentially like we can find an optimal shape for the um, synthetic arms and legs that will be the best for um, walking, running, swimming, climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, like just find there's so, probably some middle ground there that's good for everything yeah i think we could just use some kind of uh... and then we make up the rest of on volume <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think there's definitely some kind of um algorithm we could use to uh determine a, a very good arm and leg shape now i think you know that that covers everyday safety where where my mind was going was more sort of a, a catastrophic safety because cool. i think people are not going to be um, used to the extreme uh, freedom of movement that Rollerblades 2.0 will allow them to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking uh, maybe sort of going back a bit to the the system that you just suggested, perhaps in the uh, toe of each of the platforms, there is uh, sort of a, a, a an ejection system, sort of like an airbag in a car that, that shoots out uh, a giant sort of cushion right in front of you uh, for you to Ooh, uh, fall yeah. into in, in sort of a case of an emergency situation. Spider-Man style. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, it would just like whip out this like web or something. It could be a web or a pillow or, um, mm-hmm. I mean, we could, we could charge more for the more luxurious options. It could be like a, a you know, down-filled, you know, nice plush pillow, or it could be just like a piece of, of, um, of like Tyvek or something uh, for those like entry level consumers. Yeah, there's definitely a, an opportunity to sort of build different tiers of ability mm-hmm. into this, and I mean maybe that's one of the monetization strategies around Rollerblades 2.0 is both the uh, the inbuilt safety mechanisms, but also the level of recursion in your infinite arms and legs. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the granularity at, at which um, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Another safety thing, you know, one of the best safety measures um, is preventative. Um, so 
you know, as you mentioned, you know, people are not going to be used to using these things. Um, so they may, everyone will be kind of exploring the boundaries of uh, what they can do with them. Um, so if the, if the rollerblades um, sense that you're doing something very dangerous, uh, it, should, it should be able to tell you. It's like, hey, you're new to this. I don't think you should be doing something so dangerous. Um, I know because I am your, your rollerblades. So, um, yeah, so something, something where it could actually like talk to you and, and be like, Hey buddy, just, just chill out. So I'm glad you brought this up because I think there's definitely a, a communicative aspect, uh, that's, that's super important. Um, communicative, perhaps it's probably the worst one so far, <laughs> so far. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, maybe in a larger context, we need to communicate to, uh, bystanders as well, just because you may be whipping past at high speed, um, on, on all four limbs, possibly, Mm -hmm. you know, depending Mm -hmm. on what, what you're doing. For sure. Um, and I think, you know, again, we can be informed by nature here, you know, just as we've, uh, sort of retasked arms and legs to be the the locomotive methodology of rollerblades 2.0 i think we can also um use uh auditory cues to both warn the the rollerblader themselves but also uh just people around in the area yeah so um i think you know a great example of this uh could be if you are are traveling at high speed through a through a highly populated area um the rollerblades could just make uh, some kind of noise that is mm-hmm. is uh, geared to the level of potential danger. Right. Well, I, I mean, um, yeah, as appropriate to the um, the newness of all of this and and somewhat you know extreme nature. I, I think I think our product will be um, pretty popular among extreme sports enthusiasts. Um, For sure. They like to you know daredevils trying new things. Um, so I think I think one appropriate way to like signal through audio uh, would maybe just be just like keep it really simple uh, and just have it be a, a prolonged scream, just like constantly. You're just like, like, like yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is th- that was going to be my exact suggestion. So yeah. I'm glad we're, we're, we're seeing eye to eye on this. Yes. Um, we're going toe to toe exactly uh yeah i i I think that like it it sort of connects on a primal level um people will know that that something is happening and that maybe they need to get out of the way we have to get right down to the lizard brain Mm -hmm. that's that's people react you know most viscerally to to something like that Mm -hmm. just thinking about that i think there's like that's definitely uh, the right audio cue, but I'm wondering if if um, it's it's geared to the motion of the of the rider. Uh, so you know, increasing speed or increasing uh, g forces would actually also increase the pitch of the scream. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and you would have to compensate for the Doppler effect, of course. Of course. I mean, that goes yeah. without saying. Yeah. Um, yes. So this is this is. Uh, yeah, I think we've we've uh, sort of done a lot. One of the suggestions that we haven't yet touched on that I think is super important as we're as we're 
uh, rolling out this system, no pun intended, <laughs> is um, also making it fashion forward. Because I don't think anyone is going to uh, get on board, no pun intended, if uh, it it isn't also, you know, an aesthetically attractive object. Sure. So we just have each of the infinite uh, legs and legs or feet be wearing designer shoes. Like you've just blown my mind with the with the monetization strategy that well, yeah. you just like dropped into my lap like it wasn't anything. Just chew it. I mean, that's that's not really that great of a pun because it's already a shoe company. Yeah. I In fact, why haven't they done that before? Well, I mean, maybe this is the opportunity uh, they were waiting for oh, is yeah. okay. Yes. Is uh, you know, a, a branded or a co-branded opportunity with Rollerblades mm-hmm. 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is a point of distinction too if you're if you uh, if you come uh, screaming up next to another Rollerblades <laughs> 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the mental image of that is just it's just too powerful um which i mean i mean if this if that does that this to us uh clearly that's our ad campaign <laughs> shit all right <clears throat> if you come screaming up to another uh rollerblades 2.0 uh wearer um you know you could check out what what all of their infinite feet are wearing and i think you know the 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 branding opportunities here are huge um i think every every shoe manufacturer and and sports goods manufacturer will uh will want to get in on this yeah oh definitely the opportunities abound um so i think you know we've we've covered off a lot of uh the both the potential uses of this technology and also the potential uh, downsides really, really well. Um, as always, I think we need to sort of close out with uh, thinking about how we want to bring this to market and and uh, how we want to uh, brand this to make it clear, you know, what kind of situation you're you're entering into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we we should definitely go after the um, the extreme sports kind of Red Bull set. Uh, mm-hmm. at least as a pilot um no pun intended um pun always intended but um yeah like uh something something extreme the scream goes goes a long way towards that um mm-hmm. just like constantly yelling um so i i think i think it won't be too difficult um yeah i'm just wondering if if you know hanging our hat on the concept of rollerblades is really the the right approach or if we want to you know break this off and have it be entirely its own thing right i i mean we'll we'll need a separate campaign for more straight laced individuals Hmm. um yeah yeah maybe maybe we can we can come back to that uh next episode and and uh after you know market testing a few mm-hmm. uh, a few different campaigns see what what sticks with the public yeah yeah i'm i'm down with that for sure yeah i think i mean uh we've we've done it again honestly like i i 
the the changes we continue to make to to uh, the the nature of our world, just from a design perspective, are are really staggering. I, I you know I continue to be really proud of our work here. We're we're shaping human culture, episode mm-hmm. by episode, and in a really positive direction too. I think obviously, I mean we're not monsters. Um. So that that's uh, I think that'll do it for for Rollerblades 2.0. I'm really excited to see this uh, out in the world and hear this out in the world. Yeah, yeah, me too. It'll be great. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll catch up next time, see how we did, and uh, this has been the redesign. As always, we really appreciate your ratings and comments on iTunes. They help us. They help other people find the show, and it is genuinely a very nice thing to do. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.